Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. And Allison Carter. And today, we're going to go on a secret mission. Is the NSA listening right now? I don't know if the NSA is listening, but... Probably. Maybe. Though they protest every... Yeah, okay, we're not going to go into politics. They say they don't listen. I'm not going there. Okay, so what are we talking about? What we're really talking about is this sort of underground or private internet that is really gaining a lot of traction. Yeah, you know, people talk about the big broadcasty sorts of social networks. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn... All of that good stuff. But more and more, we're seeing consumers, and especially younger consumers, move more and more to platforms that focus on private, one-to-one communication. Some of the names that uh, you probably hear when you think about that, Snapchat, Instagram, but also you mentioned Gchat. Yeah, people don't really consider Gchat a social network, and this is, of course, Google Chat. Um, which is the built-in messaging functionality in Gmail. If you have a Gmail account, you have a Gchat account um, that allows you to basically instant message. If anyone remembers AOL instant messaging, it's that for the new millennium. Um, (laughs) But it allows you to share links private or links or anything with people who you specifically know. Uh, Twitter has actually even recently uh, unleashed the ability to send pictures via direct message, which is new. And so suddenly you've got all of these conversations that are going on outside of the, or inside a very small world, but out of the view of the main conversations. Right. For the last decade, really, uh, social media has been about how many people you could reach at once. Oh, you know, Lady Gaga has 40 million Twitter followers. She can reach 40 million people at once. Most of us aren't like that. We don't want everyone in our lives knowing, seeing everything that we post. And so especially with younger, and again, you said this earlier, younger younger users, now that mom and dad and grandma and grandpa are on Facebook, if they want to share a photo from a party they went to last night, they don't necessarily want it in the public feed. Yeah, they might just want to send it to a few friends who are there, put a funny caption on it, and then have it disappear into the ether, which is what Snapchat is used for. And so, as these trends continue, and I think that they will continue, I think you're going to see, much like we saw with network television, Mm -hmm. you're going to see it with the social networks, this fragmentation of audiences where I used to have a choice between ABC, NBC, or CBS. Now I've got all of that and a hundred more networks to Mm -hmm. choose from. You're going to see the same thing in social communities. So as a business owner, what do I do? Well, what you need to do is really to continue what you have done or what you should have done, perhaps is the better phrase for that. You need to create content that is worth sharing by your audience, whoever that audience may be. If you are an insurance company, you do not need to make tweeny bopper focused images that they can Snapchat to each other. Because they're not going to. Yeah, so don't waste your time. Know your audience. But if you do have an audience who skews younger or female, actually, Snapchat is 70% female, which is not uncommon 
with many, many social networks today, females are dominant on pretty much all of them with a few notable exceptions like Google+. And some of that is more the way there are different female and male communication patterns. Mm -hmm. And so women tend to be the family member that's taking the pictures and sharing the pictures mm -hmm. of the grandkids. And so these platforms are emerging to support mm -hmm. their interests, to support the way they want to communicate. So if you are a brand who focuses on younger people or on females or on another uh, demographic that is likely to be found in one of these shadow messaging sorts of places, you need to be creating content that can be shared. And that doesn't always mean digital content. Absolutely not. Sometimes it's an event mm -hmm. and creating opportunities at events. Right. Both Snapchat and Instagram thrive on photos. And most people, they might take a screenshot, but most people are not taking pictures of the digital content. You know, maybe they took a picture, there was a, you know, a cutout of Justin Bieber at an event, or maybe you just had something really cool, or you had people dressed up like, like Avengers characters or something. You need to create something that is worth talking about and showing to other people, even if it's on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So for businesses that are trying to figure out I'm an insurance company. How do I do that? An example might be, think about things that you are sponsoring. A few years ago, and this, this goes back a few years ago, we worked with an insurance company that had a fun giveaway program. And they gave away funny glasses out of a truck that was clearly identified with their brand. Mm -hmm. And they took that truck to street festivals, to... Um, the Irvington Halloween Festival. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunity for Snapchat or Instagram in that instance would be getting people to take pictures wearing the funny glasses, standing in front of the truck, standing next to the mascot, mm -hmm. sharing it as part of the experience from that day. Absolutely. But again, you know, that, that, was, with, that was with an insurance brand. I'm going to caution again, know who your customer is. If you are an insurance company and everyone who is Instagramming your photo, if you are an insurance company, let's say you specialize in, we had a company who specialized in uh, insuring uh, breeding hogs. If you are an insurance company who specializes in breeding hogs and you create a fun event and everyone who is Snapchatting it is a 16-year-old girl, you have succeeded at getting people talking about your product, but not anybody is going to buy. On the other hand, if you... Um, do that same event at a 4-H competition exactly. and the 16-year-old girls that are Snapchatting you are members of the 4-H. Then you have achieved your goal. Then, then you're lining up where you need to be. So looking at all of these, looking at creating content, if it's going to be online, I'm going to say what we've said in the last couple of these podcasts. Make sure it's on your website. Make sure you've got a good good content gathering place and distribution arm from your core website. And that's for sharing links on, on Gchat and that sort of thing. That's typically where that online content comes into play. But don't discount that. And keep in mind, you can't track traffic that comes from Gchat. It's not going to show up like it would this traffic from Twitter, this traffic from Facebook. Keep that in mind. The... The thing about this private and sort of underground network is 
I think to some extent it is emerging a little bit. I mean, I know we were kidding about the NSA watching. I wasn't. But, okay, um, I think uh, some of this is emerging in, in response to that, that feeling that I have no privacy. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity to, to distribute disposable media, mm-hmm. um, to share something funny without worrying that it's going to show up three years from now when I apply for a job. Look, my mother checks my Twitter feed compulsively. There are some things that I can't tweet because even if I don't mind my boss knowing it or my friends knowing them, my mama's going to get on my case about it. So if I see certain articles about things that I don't want my mother knowing but I still want to share with people because it's important, I have to find those other outlets. And that urge is in me as a 26-year-old. So as a 16-year-old, that is so much higher and so much more important that need to express yourself to the right people. Well, okay, and I'm going to tell you that it's not just age-specific. Mm-hmm. I have an interesting challenge. I run a business. Mm-hmm. Within our community on social media, mm-hmm. I'm very visible. Mm-hmm. And I have very specific opinions on certain issues, and it's not a matter of necessarily hiding them. If somebody directly asks me, I will share that opinion. But there are certain things that I don't necessarily need to make my customers aware Mm -hmm. that my belief is A or B, that I prefer a political candidate A over B. Mm -hmm. And again, I still may run across an article that I do want to Mm -hmm. share with my community. And even at my age, which is somewhat past 26, (laughs) being able to use... um, a direct message through Twitter, a Gchat. Those tools are intriguing for me as well. Mm-hmm. But do remember, if you are using Instagram uh, in particular, you are creating content with the direct idea that it will be something that people will want to take pictures of and share in all of the mediums. Keep in mind that on Instagram and Snapchat, you can't really link to stuff. You know, it's not like on Facebook where you can share a picture and have a link there. It's harder to draw those direct cause, effect, purchase lines and to track that ROI. So in many ways, actually, this is kind of a move back. It's almost like old magazine advertising again or or direct mail. uh, It's more more magazine advertising than direct mail because it's more... Brand building. Yes. I mean, it, in the truest sense of the word, we've had the luxury in the last few years mm-hmm. of sort of having a much tighter cause and effect. Mm-hmm. A lot of what's going on now, you're actually creating content that really is going to be, well, I put it out there and it seems to be working and people mentioned it. You know, I heard somebody did this or that. It, it isn't going to be as direct line to an action. And that's going to be really scary for some people. Um, it's going to be scary, I think, for an entire generation of businesses that have grown up mm-hmm. in the age of the Internet, that have grown up in this era of marketing is measurable. And um, I still think that you can, if you're really paying attention, see the results. Mm-hmm. You will have to look harder. Yes. You will have to... Um, really pay attention to your web traffic on the days that you do these things. You're going to have to look at kind of some of the residual after an event, what kind of conversations, what kind of interactions, phone calls are you having. Um, 
do you see that content cycling back around to you? Mm-hmm. What else should businesses be thinking about in this era? I think it all comes back to knowing your customers. Pick the networks that make the most sense for you. Don't be the ridiculous old guy showing up at the party for the youngins if you don't need to be there. Absolutely. I think I think that you need to continuously be looking at all these platforms, but I also think you need to give yourself permission to say, right now, this is not a fit for us, and move on. Be aware of everything, but don't do everything. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you want to hear more of Allison's brilliant ideas... Oh, and of course, Lorraine's sterling commentary. Yeah, whatever. Um, Seriously, though, we hope that you enjoy the program and you want to hear more. If you've got opinions on this topic, we'd love to hear from you. You can post your comments at morethanafewwords.com. That's a wrap for this week. Thanks for listening.